Hello, welcome to another Messy Messianic Mama podcast. I'm Erica LaCasse, and today we'll be talking about who am I? Stick around for some hope, healing, and maybe even some laughs. Welcome once again to another Messy Messianic Mama podcast. It is the 4th of April 2022, and today's subject is going to be who am I which of course could mean all sorts of things but before we get into that the Torah portion for this week is Metzora which means leper it is Leviticus chapter 14 verses 1 to chapter 15 verses 33 or 35 I'm not sure my writing is not so good on that one let me check that real quick it is actually yep 33 I was right the first time so um, that's actually not very long once again not a long tour portion and it's once again still talking about the same thing that it kind of did it's a continuation of what was the previous tour portion which had to do with leprosy but also goes into cleaning of your home different sacrifices um when our women's monthly time comes around what do we do for that it really just teaches about good hygiene which is not a bad thing. Then we go into the half tour portion, which is 2 Kings chapter 7, verses 3 to 20, which talks about some gentlemen who had what? Za'arat. So it really works out quite beautifully. It it goes, flows really well. Um, and that also is a great story. I'm not going to tell you what else there is in, in, for that, but you go ahead and, and read that yourself. Then we have also, in case... You decide you want to read another half tour portion. We've got Malachi chapter 3, verses 4 to 24. Then we have the Brit Hadashah, which is Mark chapter 5, verses 24 to 34. Really, what I got out of all of it is, which is what you should get out of every time, is listen when Adonai speaks to you. Have the courage to do what is right, not what is easy. Um... This particular week's portion was really good because it is. It's everyday things. I know a lot of people say, well, you know, the Old Testament's been done away with. Well, let's be honest. Even Especially if you think about the culture of the times, Adonai is giving them instructions so that they can live their best life. Because that's really what it's about. It's, it's about living uh, in the best way possible in making it easiest, uh, an easiest way for us to glorify him. And it's a lot easier to glorify him when we are clean when we are not unclean, we can't even come into his presence when we are unclean, which may be just by not having taken a bath, but also our sin. Um, where's our heart at? And we just need to remember that. One of the things I, I did kind of want to talk about, because it, it does line up a little bit of, uh, with what I want to talk about is, is, who am I? There are so many times when And I know I'm not the only one out there. I know we all have this struggle where we just do not feel like we're worth it, where we're inept. I actually was going through some of my old journals, which I I do write journals intermittently. I am not one of those people who's an avid journal writer. Typically, I'll do it for about a month or two and then I'll forget about it until the next year. (laughs) So I'm not uh, very consistent when it comes to journal writing, but I'm going to be trying to do a little bit better simply because 
I'm going on a health journey myself starting tomorrow where I am changing up the way that I'm eating because I'm just not healthy right now. And I know that there are times in your life where it's not even necessarily with eating. It could be something else where you just need to take a break and you say, all right, Lord, like this is something that I need to stop doing because it's just, it's not healthy for me. It's not good. So obviously I'm going to continue eating, but in a healthier way, I know as Americans, we tend to eat a whole lot of junk because of my allergies, it's, it is limited, but I'm still able to eat some things that I probably shouldn't and also in amounts that I definitely shouldn't. So keep me in your prayers as I do that. But it kind of brought the question to me is, you know, who am I, Lord? Who, who is it that I say I am and why do I say that? So oftentimes, uh, times we, we tend to decide who we are because of the choices we've, we've made or people in our lives have made for us, the environment we grew up in, um, and we allow it to define us. I could choose to live as a victim because of the way that my father verbally abused me. I know that I do not have it nearly as bad as those who obviously have been sexually abused, physically abused. Um, verbal abuse was kind of the tool that my father used as a child for me. I choose not to live as a victim because that's not who Adonai calls us to be in any shape or form. We are not called to be the doormats of the universe. And I feel like a lot of times some people feel that we are supposed to be that way. And I don't see where it says that biblically. I don't see where Adonai uh, allowed people to treat him as a doormat. In fact, it was uh, deadly if you chose to, to treat him as a doormat. And Yeshua certainly didn't act that way either. There's nothing wrong with being gentle and kind and merciful and gracious. But there's also the ability to say no I'm not going to allow you to treat me this way. Or even in your own thought process, say, no, I'm not going to allow myself to feel this way or to have this particular type of perspective about the situation because I know it's all in my head. There are so many times where I have felt not good enough, um, especially in regards to, um, you know, growing up, I, I didn't feel good enough for my father, you know, because he told me I wasn't good enough. I didn't feel good enough because I didn't measure up to my sister uh, because she was really, really smart. You still are, Dina. You're still very, very smart. And I never felt super smart. And that had to do with the fact that I am not academically inclined. I also don't, you know, profess to be super smart. I do have street smarts. That's always something that I've said. Like, I have street smarts, but don't ask me to explain math problems or some... I don't know, philosophical question, because I probably won't have an answer for you or not a very good one. Um, but I, I do try to remember whose I am. I can wallow in self-pity and compare myself to, continue to compare myself to my sister, but I choose not to do that. In fact, what I do is I say, look, Erica, you have weaknesses and you have strengths just like your sister does. And that's, you know, once again, you, you've heard me say it before. And I think I did a whole podcast on it about being distracted. Hasatan will use literally anything to distract you from what's important. And I'm telling you right now, how you choose to live your life is super important. However, we get distracted 
by who we say we are and how we define ourselves. How do you define yourself? Do you allow things from your past to define you? What somebody else said about you, your professional accomplishments, your material possessions, your current physical shape. Do you tell yourself things that are not true? In Exodus 3.14, Adonai tells Moshe, or Moses, that he is, I am, who I am. Some of the most powerful words ever. And what is it that you call yourself? Do you say things like, I am ugly, I'm fat, I am never going to be good enough, I am flawed, I am not important, I am a mistake. If you do, and I know that you do because we all struggle with this, this internal monologue that we have with ourselves, trying to compare ourselves to others or to situations or, you know, saying, oh, that person has, their life is perfect. They have everything that I've ever wanted. So one that's coveting, you know, obviously we know what Adonai says about coveting. We're not supposed to do that. But it doesn't have to just be material things. It could be somebody else's life. We can covet. You know, we see all these famous people. And unless you live under a rock, you know about the whole Will Smith smacking Chris Rock at the Oscars. I myself did not watch the Oscars. In fact, I didn't even watch the clip until like four or five days after it happened. Here's a man who is clearly hurting. He has what we perceive to be everything you could ever dream of in the world. But what does he not have? He doesn't have Yeshua. He does not have a personal relationship with the Most High God. And so often we look at the world around us and the people around us and compare ourselves, you know, to what the Joneses have next door, instead of focusing on ourselves and what the Lord has blessed us with, and who Adonai calls us to be and who Adonai tells us we are. I don't know if you've ever watched it, but there is a, um, it's a really good movie and it's, it's called Overcomer. It's been out for a couple years, at least now. Um, and it's by the Kendrick brothers. I know some of you people in the Messianic community really just don't like the whole Christianity portion of it, but I would argue that would be better to watch than something that has no, no moral compass, no value whatsoever. It's just for entertainment pur purposes. At least the Kendrick brothers, when they do a film, it's for a purpose. Um, it's to speak a message to you, whether it's like courageous or fireproof all really great movies. War Room, another great movie. They try to keep it biblical, but they also keep it real with what's going on in normal people's lives in this day and age. And it's a cute movie. It's a good movie you can watch with your family. And it's this girl who really struggles with her identity. And a coach whose coach has to coach her, is forced to, because... <laughs> There's no one to do what he wants to do. So he has to coach her on uh, for track, I think, cross country. And he doesn't want to do it, but he does it anyways. And he's really struggling with his identity as well. So it's not just a little kid who's struggling with their identity. It's a grown adult. And I think that we totally overlook that a lot of times. Like um, adults definitely struggle with this too. So 
they're struggling with this. This girl's not a believer. She, she, um, she struggles with stealing. Um, she lives with her grandmother. Uh, I believe her parents are both drug addicts and it's, it all comes together. It's just, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful story. The, she ends up going to a Christian school because her grandmother's worried about her. She ends up going to this Christian school and the principal gives her a homework assignment. Uh, I think she has her read Ephesians, which you know you've heard me talk about before. And, you know, what is who does God say you are based on this alone? And I'm going to read to you what she she find out. It's, it found out it's, it's a direct quote from the movie. And it says, ask me who I am. I am a child of God. I am created by God. He designed me, so I'm not a mistake. His son died for me just so I could be forgiven. He picked me to be his own, so I'm chosen. He redeemed me, so I'm wanted. He showed me grace just so that I could be saved. He has a future for me because he loves me. So I don't wonder anymore who I am. I am a child of God. Now, I know so often, especially in the Messianic and the Christian community, we say, oh, yeah, yeah, I know. I know I'm a child of God. But what does that mean? What does that mean for you? As a person, as a unique individual that Adonai has created, what does that mean? And she defines it so beautifully in what she says. And I know there might be some out there be like, that's not biblical. That's not, you know, okay, let's read it. Ephesians one verses three, blessed be the God of and father of our Lord, Yeshua, the Messiah, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly, heavenly places in Messiah. He chose us in the Messiah before the foundation of the world to be holy and blameless before him in love. He predestined us for adoption as sons through Messiah Yeshua in keeping with the good pleasure of his will to the glorious praise of his grace with which he favored us through the one he loves. In him, we have redemption through his blood, the removal of trespasses in keeping with the richness of his grace that he lavished on us in all wisdom and insight. He made known to us the mystery of his will in keeping with his good pleasure that he planned a Messiah. The plan of the fullness of times is to bring all things together in the Messiah, both things in heaven and things on earth, all in him. In him, we also were chosen, predestined according to his plan. He keeps working out all things according to the purpose of his will, so that we who were first to put our hope in Messiah might be for his glorious praise. After you heard the message of truth, the good news of your salvation, and when you put your trust in him, you were sealed with the promised Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit. He is the guarantee of our inheritance until the redemption of his possession to his glorious praise. And I love how in the movie, it's broken down into layman's English so that you can truly understand what it is that God has called us to, how much he loves us, and how this book that he has given us is to help us on our day-to-day life, in our day-to-day life. How when we are having those moments of just feeling completely inept, just not worthy, just 
questioning, you know, am I good enough? Am I strong enough? Am I better than this person next to me? Uh, Comparing ourselves. We go back to the word and say, who does the only person's opinion that actually matters? Who does Adonai say that I am? Who does Yeshua, the Ruach HaKodesh, Adonai, who do they say I am? Now saying I am a child of God envelops all these different definitions of, of who the word Adonai says that we are in him. And, you know, going back to the whole Will Smith thing, what is he missing? He's missing that he is a child of God. He's missing that he's loved by the father, that he doesn't need to find the respect, the recognition from the world or his wife. He needs to look to the only one who matters, his creator. And I know some people are going to be like, why did you have to bring that up? I'm so sick and tired of hearing about it. Honestly, so am I. But it's a really good example of how we ourselves can be. We look for the approval of others and we react and choose to do things that are not us. They're not who Adonai says that we are. And I'm so thankful that Yeshua forgives us when we act out in a way that is not pleasing to him. But it's also good because Adonai can then instruct us and say, hey, you need to check yourself. You need to look at what you just did or what you just said to that person. That's when the Ruach comes into play because he comes in and he says, hey, let's start thinking about what did you just say to that person? How did you just react to that person? Was it something that you think would be pleasing to Adonai? And then we can choose to either ignore it or we can choose to do better or ask for forgiveness from that person. And I'm so thankful that so many times when we sin, it is not something for the entire world to see. With Will, he's going to be, he's going to have to live with this for the rest of his life. This one mistake that he did, that he chose to react to, I get him trying to Be protective of his wife. But the reality is, if he were a follower of Yeshua, is that how he would want us to react? No, he would want us to go to our brother, talk to him, say, hey, I feel that you have done, you know, you've done me wrong. And if he chooses not to respond to that, then you do what? You go to the elders. And have them talk to them. And if they don't listen, then you bring them before the community. And because that wasn't done, obviously, it was recorded live for the whole world to see. He's going to have to live with this particular issue for the rest of his life. It's going to be something that overshadows everything that he does. Because everyone is going to remember that one moment where he lost it. And he chose... To make a spectacle of himself. So I pray that we do not do that in our lives. I pray that we choose to listen to the Ruach. And hear his still small voice in our lives. 
And whenever we make any kind of decision that we will remember to pray first and then act. Remember that you are loved by the most high God. Just like I said last week, Adonai does not call the qualified. He qualifies the called. I'm actually going to be getting ready to go to a, I don't even know what you call it, a, a house, something or another, in New Bern uh, today with my husband. I'm, I'm really excited about that. I'm also starting uh, today to go uh, to do my bus run again, which is also very exciting. Um, that's what it is. It's a home and outdoor expo. So I don't know, things you could do to help your house or whatever, you know, there might be vendor, vendors there. I'm actually kind of hoping there might be like a farmer's market there as well. But um, I just pray that you guys have a great week and you remember whose you are. And that you being a child of God doesn't simply mean that. It means so much more. And I encourage you to open up your Bibles, read the word, read the Torah portion. And from the Torah portion, read Ephesians, read Philippians, read the whole thing if you have time. Because it's so important for us to continue to immerse ourselves in what it is that he has to say about us, for us, to teach us to help us grow closer to him and become more and more like him. Now, as I do every single week, I'm going to leave you with the ironic benediction, which you can find in Numbers chapter 6, verses 24 to 26. In case you're wondering what Bible version I was reading from earlier, that would be the Tree of Life version. I actually really enjoy that particular version. Now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Hashem Yeshua, Sashalom, in the name of Yeshua, the Prince of Peace. Amen. Have a great week, y'all. I'll be back here next week. I hope you'll join me. Please feel free to message me at MessyMessianicMama.com or you can email me at ELMMM3 at ProtonMail.com. That's E is in Echo, L is in Lemur, M is in Mike, M is in Mike, M is in Mike, the number three at protonmail.com. You can also leave me a one minute voicemail message on anchor.fm slash Erica Lacasse, and it should have a button right there to say leave a voice message. Remember to keep it short and sweet if you have any questions or you just want to leave a nice little comment. I would love to hear from you.